So USC is back at the top of the food chain, and Notre Dame is looking up. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you like to watch on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free. And I want to thank you so much for coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show and hope you're enjoying the USC football season because it is still going on and there's still a lot more out there. Hey, if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done so already, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. It'll mean a whole lot. And uh, to those of you who already have, again, once, once again, thank you. All right, so it's not a vision anymore. Enjoy it. Those were uh, those are the words from Lincoln Riley spoken to the fans right before the USC football team took the field Saturday night when they uh, were taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, a few hours later, Trojan fans were enjoying what they saw: thirty-eight to twenty-seven. A victory. And uh, with about a minute or so left in the game, for everybody that had stayed of the just under uh, 77,000, there was a, they, they gave an announced number. It wasn't quite sold out, but it was, it was pretty full. Uh, Notre Dame didn't pull their end, and the student section, uh, students were still out uh, on break. Nevertheless, uh, the 70,000 that were still in attendance with about a minute left in the game, uh, you could hear the We RSC chant reverberating throughout Los Angeles, uh, maybe even all the way over there in Westwood, too. So uh, what that did was it ensured that USC had uh, ended Notre Dame's four-game winning streak over the Trojans. And that also means that the victory bell, as well as the shillelagh, the jeweled shillelagh, uh, those are both back home in L.A. And it also means that there's still more collectibles out there, including uh, USC's eighth Heisman Award. Yeah, that's going to be happening real soon, folks, in the next few weeks. Uh, Caleb Williams did exactly what I said he was going to do last week on our episodes of Locked on USC. He beat UCLA with a very commanding performance this week against Notre Dame. He did the same thing. But he uh, he did it more with his legs than he did with his arms this time. But it was what it is, is he's starting a similar cycle that started 20 years ago when T. Carroll arrived at USC and Carson Palmer won the Heisman. He did it by beating UCLA and Notre Dame on back-to-back weeks with really strong performances, and it carried him all the way to New York. Well, that happened again. Said it was, and it did. And uh, we're about to see USC bring home Heisman number eight. And that's before uh, we know other things are going to happen. It's pretty much a consensus from all the talking heads 
Caleb secured it. Uh, there were other guys out there who had a chance to to make sure that it wasn't going to be a runaway, but um, they struggled, and uh, Caleb didn't. He was more consistent throughout the year, and especially in the big game moments. So uh, for the season, for the regular season, because USC will be playing Utah in the Pac-12 championship game this coming Friday, in Las Vegas, he had 44 total touchdowns for the regular season. That's the most ever by a Trojan player in one season. And his touchdown to interception ratio, passing to, to interception ratio, 37 to 3. That's got to be one of the best ever. So there it is. I mean, USC went from the dregs of being 4 and 8 in 2021. They're now 11 and 1. And they, I, I just mentioned they're going to be playing Utah in the Pac 12 championship game. That gives them a, a chance for a revenge. 2.0. Remember the revenge tour? It just got an extra tour date. And uh, with that win, uh, it could mean a, a higher seeding in the college football playoffs. As of it, as it sits today, uh, everybody assumes USC is going to be holding on to that fourth spot when the uh, college football playoff poll comes out this Tuesday. <clears throat> we'll, be, we'll be talking about that a little bit later on in the, in the show, but the AP poll came out on Sunday, and USC moved up to number four. Number one through four, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. Again, we'll get into that more a little bit later. But everybody assumes they are going to be number four when the playoff poll comes out on Tuesday. But beating Notre Dame, that was great. But what was even better about how it was how USC beat Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame the way Notre Dame likes to beat their opponents by running the ball and with defense. USC ran for over 200 yards. They held the Fighting Irish to 90 yards on the ground. Austin Jones had 154 of those 200 yards, which was a new career high. Yeah, it was a. It, it, the way USC went about it was, uh, I, I guess Lincoln got, he heard some of the outside noise. The coaches saying they like to tune it out. Well, one particular sports writer, we won't mention his name, John Wilner, said that Notre Dame was going to run for over 850 yards on USC. Well, I, I think Lincoln and, the U, and Alex Grinch and the USC defense took that personally. That didn't materialize at all. Uh, ironically, um, it was Notre Dame who who had more success throwing the ball in, in the game. Uh, their quarterback, Drew Pine, he threw for th over 300 yards. <laughs> and he was perfect. 15 for 15. He finally threw his first incompletion on the 16th pass. Um, and as well as he played... The more you make him have to drop back, bad things were going to happen. And on a couple of those occasions, bad things happen. Good for the USC defense, but 
that for Notre Dame. Uh, a couple of those bad things were a fumble deep in their own territory that led to USC points, and also his interception that essentially became, well, when Caleb Bullock intercepted his fifth of the season, it sealed the game. So 38-27 uh, was your final score. USC moves on, and they get to uh, put in their back pocket their, their two rivalry wins. They get to put in their back pocket an 11-1 regular season, and knowing that they just missed going undefeated by not being able to stop a two-point conversion uh, without one of their better defensive players on the field, as well as some other stuff going on. Um, so with that, is it too soon to say that the USC football program is back and that they've returned to prominence? Um, the answer is a resounding no. It is not too soon to say that. Uh, USC is probably ahead of schedule by a year. But you know, Lincoln Riley, he never shied away uh, from the question about uh, you know, winning a championship in year one. Uh, he never said that it couldn't be done. And he didn't say, well, it could be done. But Lincoln had a, he, like I mentioned at the top, he had a vision of USC's football, and it included a team that believed they can win at the highest levels. So after the game, he said, I can't say yes, I knew this was going to happen, but at the same time, I don't believe in putting limits on what you can accomplish, especially if you get the right people in the building and everybody decides to be unselfish and work hard for each other. That's what this group has done. That's a great example of when you do that, the worst thing that you could ever do is put limits on what you can accomplish in the quote. So yes, USC football is back, and they're ready to win a national championship this year. Uh, plus, I mentioned they've got another Heisman coming. That's going to be put up inside Heritage Hall. I would say sometime before next season's home opener, the final one in the Pac-12 conference, by the way. Uh, the best part about this season and why this team can win a national championship this year is they believe they can do it. Uh, you don't go, you, you don't turn around, you don't go from where you were to where you are without believing it. So, um, you know, growing up, we're, we were taught that if you believe in yourself and you work hard, you know, good things are going to happen. Sounds corny, but the look, the message might not be the same as faith family football. However, Lincoln Riley has shown that uh, he, he's proven that the simple rules in life, they still work if you believe them. So there you have it. You know, we're going to talk more. It's a short week. USC plays on Friday. So we got a lot to try and jam into all of uh, Locked on USC this week. And you, we, you know, we try and give you everything we can, 30 minutes or less per episode. And we will keep going over the, the Notre Dame game throughout 
throughout this week, as well as talking more about Utah as we get closer. And we will be doing a crossover with our friends from Locked On Utes with JT Wistersoul. Uh, if you remember earlier in the year, we did that, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it. We're going to do it again here for the conference championship game, and we'll be in Vegas uh, as well. So maybe uh, we'll we'll do a little bit of an added feature out there. All right. So um, again, there's there's a lot of upside with this team. You know what else is? There's a lot of upside. Whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree that there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. What that means is if I need some Starbucks, I can go boom Starbucks. I get some free money back from Upside. So uh, that's why I started using Upside. <clears throat> so to get started, go ahead and download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn up to three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Okay, so these days, every single new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your job faster and for free. you got to start wondering if the certain schools are going to start using LinkedIn Jobs because... They're replacing coaches, seems like, every week. Uh, when you're there, uh, you can add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can ex quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right. The Trojans are 11-1. and And as I mentioned earlier, they are heading to Vegas for a rematch with the Utah Utes who, for some reason, they just keep getting lucky. It's like they were destined to play in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. I know one person is probably pretty stoked about that, Commissioner George Klyovkov. Um, I mean, he, he knows that USC isn't going to be around, and he's, look, he's definitely looking at a possibility that USC is going to be in the playoffs. 
and possibly winning a national championship on their way out the door in over in just over a year. I'm not sure he's and there, there's a there's got to be a little bit of pride because you know well I'm sure he's looking forward to the paycheck the conference will receive, uh, but yeah, that's it's got to be a little bit of a bittersweet relationship going on right now. We've gone over that throughout the year. George has to deal with it. It's a uh, it's a business. It's not personal. Is uh, I guess what one great movie line has been it's been used in a movie. Um, and it's funny, Utah got there because Oregon State came, erased a 28-point deficit, came all the way back at home to beat the Oregon Ducks. Oh, and by the way, Oregon is losing their offensive coordinator to become Arizona State's next head coach. So it couldn't have been a worst weekend for Oregon. All they had to do was win and they would be playing USC in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. Instead, they lose the game, they lose their offensive coordinator, and they're back to looking where to go from here. Meanwhile, Utah, they get another another opportunity. Washington goes to the Rose Bowl uh, by virtue of their win over Washington State. And again, Oregon just has to kind of go, what happened to our season? At one point, we were rated number six in the country. USC is rated number four going to the playoffs. All right, enough of the Oregon jabs. Had to get that off my chest. Um, Looking forward to the Utah game. Again, it's a chance for to erase that one-point loss, the only blemish on USC's record. That's keeping them from being 12-0, and 0, and who knows where they're ranked right now. Maybe they're in number two, ahead of Michigan. Nevertheless, get that win on Friday, and uh, we can. Uh, there'll, there'll be a good argument for a stronger seeding than number four. Again, we remember that one-point loss. USC wasn't able to get that failed two-point. Uh, they weren't able to stop with the two-point conversion at the end of the game. Eric Gentry was hurt. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going on that was working against USC in that game. But they're going to get another shot here at Utah. And uh, I don't think there's a... I, I guess the only thing we could say is we wish that Travis Dye was going to be available to play. Uh, he mentioned earlier in the year, after that loss during the regular season, um, that he hasn't beaten Utah in his career. While he'll... He'll be on the sideline rooting for the Trojans to, to give him a victory uh, in a on a team that he's wearing the same uniform. Uh, he won't be able to play in the game. But uh, his buddies, Austin Jones, Rayleigh Brown, Darwin Barlow, they'll have his back. They'll make sure. Um, hopefully... USC will have learned their lessons from the first meeting against Utah and Dalton Kincaid and how they, I guess they were a little bit more successful with Notre Dame's Michael Mayer, um, but my, Notre Dame's tight end had a had a pretty good game. I, I know the USC secondary struggled with them, 
Max William, Max Williams, God bless his, God bless him. Just a little bit too undersized to uh, to match up with him, and he was in the right place at the right time. Just that's the difference between an NFL tight end and a sophomore safety who is still. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll get much bigger, but he'll learn how to use his body uh, the more with more experience. So I'm not saying that any of that's on Max Williams, please. He, you you want as many Max Williams on your team as possible. Dude has a giant pit bull inside his chest for a heart. And uh, yeah. So point being is USC has experience now going up against two really good tight ends. Go back to the film, Alex Grinch. Defense, figure it out. Stop that tight end. Can figure out how to keep you know, continuing stopping the run game, which you've been great for those last two games against two teams, both UCLA and Notre Dame, who want to run the ball. And USC, uh, they did their job. And so if you can do that for a third game in a row, uh, good things are going to be happening. USC will secure their first playoff berth. And uh, who knows? You know, maybe Caleb will add a few more highlights to his uh, to his Heisman highlight reel uh, that I'm sure the USC uh, Sports Information Department is quickly putting together uh, for the folks out in the, at the Heisman House. Uh, so we'll have it for him ready when he gets out there in New York. Yeah, that that highlight reel is going to be pretty extensive. And again, see what he can do against Utah. A second time. His first time around, he did pretty good. <clears throat> All right. So this week's uh, thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling new designs behind the new line between the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field. For this week's thrilling moment, it has to be Caleb Williams wrapping up USC's eighth Heisman Trophy Award. Uh, you could pick out as what a, a handful of plays from the game. He had three rushing touchdowns. He had one throwing the ball. On one of his rushing touchdowns, um, he actually struck the pose. He went until he got to the sideline. And he wasn't going to do it, but his, his teammates were encouraging him to do it. Uh, so there, there's video out there. You can check it out on the internet. Uh, he, he's got the pose stroke. And uh, you can also, his teammates, crowning him with the uh, with the Heisman. Uh, if, again, there, there were a lot of highlight plays for Caleb, but I think the one that really stood out for everybody, uh, it wasn't much, much more than a 20-yard gain, but he ran for about 100 yards. And... Caleb Williams' ability to just frustrate defenses and extend plays and drives are what make him so special. His feet, Travis Dye called it black magic. What he does is just amazing. You don't see this type of stuff happen. You can't coach it. It's just it's a it's an a it's a natural innate ability. You either have it or you don't. Um, you can coach it up, but you can't teach it. Um, Caleb Williams just has this ability to feel pressure, 
spin out of it and keep plays alive. And he did want he did that against Notre Dame, where again he he zigzagged, he spun, and eventually it was nothing more than a twenty yard gain. But he must have ran close to eighty yards in totality. And uh, it it won't go down as a uh, Notre Dame killer, but it definitely uh, it, it hurt Notre Dame. It frustrated them, and uh, it was one of the reasons that. Their, their defense was on the field for so long and why USC was able to put up 30, 38 points and come out with a win. So this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new line of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. Okay, so on Tuesday... When the next college football playoff rankings are released, the Trojans are going to find themselves uh, as one of the four best teams in the country. They're probably going to be number four. The AP poll came out on Sunday, and the CFP poll on Tuesday will mirror it. I, I will be shocked if it's different. Nevertheless, Georgia number one, Michigan number two, TCU remains undefeated, number three, USC, number four. And we're going to throw Ohio State. They dropped to number five. So they are on the outside. The Buckeyes are on the outside looking in after their kind of embarrassing loss at home to Michigan. Uh, that's the Wolverines' second win in a row over the Bucknuts. Um, and they did it in convincing fashion. So I was a little surprised that Ohio State only fell to number five. Um, but you know what? I guess the committee is saying that they still feel they are one of the top five teams in the country. Whatever. Alabama is right behind them with two losses. Um, so, assuming USC's number four on Tuesday, I don't think they're done. I think they can still move up. Here's why. And I made this art. I made the case last week, but just a reminder: if USC beats Utah, that's a that's a third win in a row over a highly ranked team. Utah, I believe, is going to be number nine, number 10. And if Kansas State can actually hold on to a lead, they will and beat TCU. Uh, remember last time, they had TCU beat. TCU came back to win the game. That game was in, uh, in Fort Worth. This game is going to be in Dallas, so still kind of a, a home game for... For the Horned Frogs, nevertheless, KSU, Kansas State has shown they can play. If they can beat TCU, now USC moves up. Assuming Georgia beats LSU, okay, they're going to maintain number one. Now you've got USC and Michigan. It doesn't matter, two or three, I don't care. I don't think you care. They're playing a pseudo-Rose Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. USC. They avoid, I'll use that the word, playing Georgia in the first round game. I don't think it matters. I don't think Georgia's invincible. Are they better than USC? On paper, absolutely. Without a doubt. But they have some flaws. I think any honest person will tell you that Georgia would be favored to win. But USC has the personnel that can make a game of it. 
Now, can they win the game? Who knows? But Texas A&M showed that they can jump up and uh, beat LSU. Can LSU return the favor? Can Brian Kelly be get his guys that pissed off to just want to spoil Georgia's opportunity to go for two in a row? I won't be mad. We'll see what happens. If that happens, uh, chaos will ensue. What happens with Ohio State? Do they look at that loss for Georgia as a bad loss, considering they they would be losing to a three-loss LSU team? And, and LSU's wins were based on you know quality wins over Ole Miss and Arkansas. Um, obviously, Alabama, I guess, is still considered a quality win, but um, those everything kind of fell apart. So instead of holding USC to a higher standard, who Corrigan, committee chair, why don't you start holding everybody to the same standard? USC has gotten better as the season has gone along. Their defense has proven themselves. They still lead the country, plus minus. They did it again. They, I'm not going to keep ranting. USC, they deserve the respect. They are back, and they are part of the national discussion. They're a year early. I guess it's time to uh, either get on the bandwagon or start hating USC because Lincoln Riley got him an 11-1, going to the, possibly going to the playoffs with one more win, Heisman Trophy. We've seen this movie before in L.A., fans. Looking forward to the sequel. Until our next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do.